0: My name's Eileen Margaret Vert. Mm-hmm. I'm currently in Portland, Oregon, the United States.
1: And what's the time? Of it? It's seven a.m.
0: It's 12.08, so around noon.
1: And do you have do you have a job title at the moment? No. No.
0: I do a number of things.
1: Yeah. So the reason I really wanted to interview you is that I'm living with two possibility managers and Mm -hmm. I'm quite new to this work and it's opening up a lot of pathways I didn't really know were there. And I'd like to hear... Your journey, like where have, where did you start from? Did you go to high school? Where did you go from there?
0: Yeah. So my my journey with with school and everything is, I I went through all the school like a proper American girl, um, through high school and college. I graduated actually in twenty twenty from college, um, and I recently had my commencement here in Portland. Uh, this past weekend. So I was kind of uh, a cool initiatory thing after having done some work in the meantime, having graduated and then actually done initiatory work and been like, oh wow, what I was doing there really wasn't what I wanted to be doing. I wanted to be doing work with the earth, work with energy, um, work to, to help help heal Gaia and heal, heal myself. Um, but yeah, I, I majored in economics. Uh, I had a focus in anthropology and sociology and, and some history, so all the social sciences, but I, I had this idea that um, if I took economics, if I learned how the systems worked, then maybe I could go in and change the systems. I had a, um, a special focus on the financial system um, and the American corporation, which is kind of a model that has um, spread throughout the world in a way. Um And I thought that if I learned as much as I could about this, then I could, um, maybe do corporate trainings or, or, um, do some, create something that would, would change the system. Um, and then, uh, at the end of my school journey, I had this, this spiritual awakening. I started to do this, um, energetically intense form of meditation. Um, and kind of all the constructs I had about how the world worked started to like, crumble in on themselves because I was having these experiences that didn't make sense. Um, and so I was, I was really ungrounded at that time. Um, I was um, smoking weed. There's it's it's legal here in Portland. Um, and I had been through the gamut with a bunch of um, psychiatric drugs as well. Um, because I had these these mood swings, I was having reactions that weren't normal. And so I was diagnosed with bipolar and ADHD and all these things and d- depression and put on all sorts of um, uppers and mood stabilizers. And then eventually, as I started meditating, I was like, oh, okay, like just getting in touch with myself is the solution to these things. And, and the drugs, I could feel the drugs like permeating my body and, and stopping me from being present and, and kind of poisoning me. So I stopped taking them and um, felt... Much better. Um, And that was, that's an important part of my journey, because when I started contact with the energy, it it kind of made me more ungrounded. The things I was taking, I was on um, some, some amphetamines for ADHD. Um, And it was just like, whoa, what's going on? And so my journey since then has been kind of like a process of, I had this, that was just only three, that was three years ago. So I had this kind of implosion of my worldview and this ungrounded, like seeing lots of patterns and synchronicities. And then it's been a journey of really getting grounded and, and coming back to myself and to the earth. And I think that's, that's kind of where possibility management comes in. I um, was still really ungrounded when I, I met possibility management, although I was starting to have quite sort of a, a way of being in the world. Um, but I was all light. I was all light. I didn't have my my gremlin with me, as we would say in possibility management. My gremlin, when I did gremlin hunting, was off in the corner, um, not with me at all. And the first thing that came back to me when I saw him were these eyes, like watching me. So my gremlin was all he was doing was watching me and watching others and judging, and I didn't have my power. Um, and there was also, I've discovered as I do more and more of this work and, and healing. I've, um, I've gotten so much more grounded and been able to just start, sort of start to speak like this without watching myself and, and see my gremlin as he sees me and, and working with my gremlin. Um, I don't know how to quite describe it. It's so um, like ununderstandable with the mind, what has happened, but possibility management and the energetic processes and especially the shadow work processes have been a huge part of getting me back on the earth Back to the to re- like reality, um, back to to being being on the ground, and with what is, rather than what might be, and all the stories that I have. I'm a very story, story oriented person.
1: Yeah, yeah, I see um lots of I see parallel in my where I'm at at the moment you because i also finished studying at the end of 2020 and um it hasn't even been a year yet since i've had um experience of the imploding kind of thing like mm. it just didn't stop making sense like it started um um yeah feeling my when I did a couple of emotional healing processes before I even had the terminology of what they were, um, and it just like started me connecting to myself more, and and through that process, like the way that I was working, like I was a new grad nurse in the hospital, just stopped making sense to me, and uh, yeah, really groundless time. Mm-hmm. And I have a sense of it becoming just over the last month or so. It's been around like just this this um, solidify, like a need to not yeah solidify but just maybe it is just ground more like what where am I right now and what what can I actually with that and um, I find it interesting that you speak about the shadow as well gremlin being the important part of that process because that's what's been coming up for me recently is like what is the unconscious stuff going on that's not all bright and shiny and Mm -hmm. um, yeah so I wonder what that, what was that process being like for you? Um, how did it start and what kind of things did you actually do to gain start gaining an awareness of your underworld, so to speak?
0: Well, so I would say that, that my underworld journey started just before I met possibility management. Um, a big part of my underworld is what they call in possibility management, white widow which I think of as um, like a pattern of, uh, a pattern of energetic enmeshment with the sexual energy. Um, and I, I noticed this because of some relationships that I was having and, and they kind of uh, went sour and I noticed this, um, like I noticed that I was not acting in, in this way that I thought I was acting. I was like, oh, like I'm doing this for God, I'm doing this for light. I'm spreading light, I'm spreading love. And then I saw kind of effects like like the ways that my underworld had kind of poisoned these relationships. Um, I had been like 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 receiving manipulating for for material goods um like get receive like I saw this like negative voice in my head judging people a- and it kind of rose to a point where it was really painful. And I was like, wow, I need to like do something about this. There's something really really wrong um, in me and I felt I felt very guilty I felt very bad about it um, felt very um I was I was really upset. Um, and then one of the people that I was um, actually like involved in this web that I had spun I was doing possibility management um and we had had these connections that were like incredibly like intimate not in a sexual way, um, although that was a part of our relationship but We had reached this intimacy through some of the tools of possibility management. And I was like, wow, I I really I'm interested in that. I I want to explore like this part of it. This is really like lighting me up my being. I didn't have that language at the time, but I was like really burning for it. But I wasn't um I I didn't like everything. I was like kind of judging possibility management and not into it at the time. Um, but then I took some space and it kept kind of coming back to me. And so I ended up um, flying, flying to Brazil for a lab and an ETB, an ETB and lab in December. And that was kind of where it all came to a head because I had this experience in the ETB of like thinking like a lot with the shadow work. I had this huge, like thinking I was so bad and wrong and like convinced that I was this horrible force in the world. Um, especially once I became aware of white widow and I was like, oh, I'm a white widow I'm doing this. I'm bad. I'm wrong. Um, And then we did that gremlin hunting process. And they were like, where is your gremlin? And I had during the process been imagining like this huge, like thing behind me, he was like right over me, gonna like, like using me for evil. Um, And then when I actually looked, where's my gremlin, it was like, way over in the other side of the room. And so like getting my gremlin on a a leash meant actually being reunited with my gremlin and kind of having that, that connection be made. Um, And then it's just been, it's really hard to describe, but it's been a process of just like integrating that and seeing the ways that I actually am causing shadow in the world, which are not by like basically being evil. (laughs) It's by like forgetting things or, 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 For me, it's a lot of like ways I keep myself out of connection, ways I don't share myself with the world rather than ways I'm like persecuting others outwardly or like actually like consciously manipulating others. Although some of that does happen unconsciously Um, and noticing these behaviors, the the processes I have done have been really helpful. I did um, a, a gremlin transformation group and a gremlin reconstruction process after that. Um, and the gremlin transformation group helped me kind of to become aware of and like name the things that my gremlin was doing and then gremlin reconstruction was this process of like basically feeling more whole in myself like in the reconstruction process you you kind of bring back parts that you've you've hidden and in that process I saw like this net that I put over all of the the clarity that my gremlin had like all the things that like anger and like the like that's bullshit and like all the ways that I just kind of reined in myself and my clarity and my truth um that I'd given to my gremlin and um put it under this net where it was just fighting to get out and then I cut it off so it was like outside of my awareness like in this net fighting to get out and so in that process I just cut the net and I was like, okay, this, these things can can be free now. I, I, I'm safe. I know how to handle it. Um, not, maybe not I'm safe, but I can handle this now. I can handle knowing because the, they were outside of my awareness. So now I have sort of these things coming into my awareness. Um, and underneath this pile of stuff that wanted to basically tell people that they were doing bullshit and that like poke holes and things, there's this part of my being that came back this part of my being that was here to do this here to, to, to say that something was wrong and, and say like, not wrong, but poke holes in things, give my truth, give my clarity, give my perspective. Uh, the way I put it in that was a, a principle of destruction came through. And the part of my being was like the part of my being that was here to destroy things. And I don't, fully know how to like say how that's manifested in my life because it wasn't very long ago it's just a few months ago mm-hmm. um but it's still integrating i feel like i've been in a liquid state since then like almost an archetypal body liquid state of i don't really know why i'm here what i'm doing i feel kind of split in two i have these two things like my healing work with possibility management and some projects in the, the middle world um with with some like Uh, organizational structures, which is stuff I've been doing a lot for a long time. Um, Projects that i have manifested with that. And so for me, I guess, I think I'm kind of getting off topic now, but I'm just going to finish this thought.
1: Just keep going, yeah. Yeah,
0: thank you. (laughs) Um, This process of getting my gremlin back and then having it reconstructed and trying to integrate all of that has been a process of, of realizing how I do have these two sides in myself um, and process of really realizing how hard it is to know like what I want and what what is truly me and what is these voices and what I think I should do and the ways I take care of people. Um, so it's been a lot of not knowing what I want to do and, and, and switching what I want all the time and being in a lot of uncertainty. And I, I still feel that, although I have kind of become more comfortable being in that uncertainty, being in like being in changing my mind, being in not knowing what I'm going to do this week, next week, tomorrow, and having that be okay, and and having myself just allowing myself to be this this manifestation of of Gaia that doesn't know what she's doing but is doing something and has value
1: yeah Yeah, that's really that chaotic thing that not having one direction I'm finding myself there right now and it's there's a lot of conditioning that says that's the wrong place to be when Mm -hmm. yeah and to resist that is quite scary so yeah, I enjoy hearing that you also have experienced that. Because yeah. I yeah, and I think with the um, that part of your story where you're explaining the difference between your gremlin being right on the other side of the room and you initially thinking that your gremlin was a big black cloud over you. Mm-hmm. that feels like a really important, Distinction um, of what the gremlin concept actually is, and how it it like taking that on board and working with it can be really beneficial, rather than um, looking at the world from a good and bad kind of perspective. Yes. Yeah, so I think there's a question there, and I th- I think my question is like, first of all, did you get any understanding of what that was that you were sensing into around behind you? Mm-hmm. If it wasn't Gremlin, like what was it? And then my other, yeah, go with it.
0: Yeah. What comes to me now is um, what I was imagining was this, a man standing behind my shoulder, looking out and and doing basically like, as I imagined it, evil through me um, at that point. But it was, it was in my imagination. Um, I don't think that I was really actually, because now I've kind of developed more of a sense of I sense what is on the energetic plane around me. Um, and there's also my imagination, um, which is actually like my gremlin has um, a hold on me through my imagination sometimes, often. Um, but what I was imagining was absolutely a manifestation of the, or the manifestation of what I had just done in the previous shadow process, um, where you you write down what you hate the most. And what I hate the most was basically a, like a psychopath CEO who is a man who manipulates others, like, doesn't like, regardless of their feelings, and um, is totally self centered. And um, I, I just had this, this feeling now of like, basically, with the work that I want to do, this could be my gremlin once I develop and train it behind me, by my side, with the power, all of the powers of this psychopath CEO all of the powers of um, manipulation for your own ends and um, what it takes to, he's got this this cunning, this cunning about him. Um, and there are similarities with my, my gremlin. Um, I mean, it is my shadow world, um, even though I was, was disconnected from it. I wasn't, I was kind of so adaptive that I was just living for what I thought others wanted. But now that I'm in this process of coming back to what I want, what I want is to build build systems that work for everyone. What I want is to, to, to create a new earth, a new world on Gaia, create as possibility management calls it, archiarchy. Um, and if my gremlin is by my side and we're working together, I can have all the powers of that thing. I imagined standing behind me. Um, I can have all those powers, but they serve me. They serve what I want, which is, which is not, to just have a fancy car and and to be rich and mani- manipulate my secretary or whatever psychopaths, accumulate money, um, things that psychopaths do. But there are ways that those powers can potentially work through me. So I think it's complicated what I saw there, but in a way, I did see my own story. I was imagining my own story. um. But I was imagining it in this way that it was already happening, like it was too fast. I was imagining it, that, it, that my gremlin had the reins, that, that he was in control already, that, that I was this bad and wrong thing. Um, and, and this actually, what was happening there was just a way to keep myself inside, it's, which is the biggest strategy of my gremlin to, to, uh, that ac- actually creates shadow in the world, is, is to keep me from being in the world is to keep me like this has happened in a number of spaces I've been in recently, is what my gremlin is up to is keeping me in this mind prison of of thinking that what I'm what I am is wrong, what I'm doing is wrong. And so that I should keep myself inside. I shouldn't act or say things or 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 be in the world. And so there I think that there was some truth in what I imagined behind me. Uh like there was some truth in the the potential of this powerful energetic being to be with me um but it wasn't what was actually happening it was a strategy of my gremlin to to judge myself and um keep me inside to create shadow
1: yeah and do you see that there is an important place for women to be examining it it feels like for me that women are called to examine where they've been thinking they have to play small or Mm -hmm. not even aware that they're thinking that but just like what is this that's keeping me in the straight jacket kind of way of being in the world
0: yeah could you be more specific with your
1: question um i think my question is like The, like, what is how can Gremlin be a doorway to giving somebody more choice? And I think I brought in the gender because it's really alive in, in me that um, there is a massive wound in the collective feminine psyche over um, not playing full out in life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, how can Gremlin be a factor in giving more choice?
1: Yeah, like a doorway, like.
0: Women, especially. Mm. This is alive for me, too.
1: Mm. For
0: yeah. I think that Gremlin, my my process of getting my Gremlin back to me and having my, my power back um, are intimately connected. That that without this this force of nature that is the shadow principles with which you can work, that we are crippled in making choices as women because to act only in the service of lightness as I was doing, um, I see this when I think about how I was before I had these processes. I, I see someone who has all of these ideas and all of this, this light and good she wants to create in the world, but um, none of the power that she thinks she has. I was, I was totally in the fantasy world of, oh, I have all this power, oh, it's going to work out. I, I don't have to do anything. I, I can just be and it will happen. Um, and in that, I didn't have the choice to make it happen. I was I was totally adaptive to the world. I think that I think that Gremlin is is key. Like getting back in touch with the power of your gremlin is key to healing the wounds of being adaptive. And coming out of that wounded space is how you can create choice for yourself. You can make your choices and consciously, and I'm not at the end of that road. I'm still working with that. So, like, I don't know, but there's something so, so core that has been healed in myself through these processes of getting, getting in touch with my gremlin and, and getting in touch with my darkness and becoming aware of it and, and loving it in some ways, um, which can be really painful and, and difficult. That, that has given me more choice. Like, if I'm aware that I'm doing, doing these things i'm aware of what i'm up to then i can choose to do it or, or not do it and also choose to use some of these powers consciously um which is so exciting and exhilarating um it's exhilarating to to let go of this need to be good which i also haven't completely done but i'm in the process of doing consciously um and to let go of this need to be good in service of my bright principles, that are much more, much more destructive and um, much more value neutral than I had thought they were.
1: Value neutral? What do you mean by that?
0: Um, I think that I mean something like they're not tied to our constructs of what it means to be good. They're not tied to a lot of the stories that I had about, um, what it means to be, be, um, like godly or like angelic, or I had like a lot of like kind of new agey things in my head about like love and light and high vibrations. Um, And some of that has has stuck around, but I I don't know. And I think about my bright principles, I just see this like force Mm. that that goes to the world that um, there's something really like destructive about them that pushes forward. Um, And something really, really strong, um, just a strength that I hadn't integrated into myself. I don't know if I really fully actually even as soon as I said value neutral I was like I don't really know what that is I don't really know
1: yeah um, I'm, I'm glad that you pulled it apart a little bit because that really lands for me as you're speaking because I'm not sure if the word is value neutral but it's something neutral and and when I observe like the way that the natural world works it it has no judgment over what it does. It Like the tides will come in and the waves will crash and the storms will change the landscape and it just does what it does and it does it in such honesty and rawness and it's destructive and beautiful and it allows for newness to come through and for death to happen when it needs to happen.
0: Yeah. And it's something that comes to mind, if I can share it, kind of scared to share this but like something i've been experimenting with is like part of what i uncovered with my gremlin is like this desire to like be eaten and to eat and like something that i was like okay what do you need to feed this because i was kind of unraveling all of this like like sexual energy distortions and um he was like well let's watch videos on the internet of lions eating other animals and that doesn't actually harm anyone for me to watch that videos, but it feeds something in me that has this like, this force of Gaia that is is so like painful and destructive, and um like, that's a like something that's like value neutral kind of as the way that I I was thinking of it. Like, there's all these people that are so oh, light, love only who are so averse to things like like violence and like destruction. Um, and something like this that's like so painful and raw and there's like flesh and blood and destructive um, but it's, it's things like this that are a part of like a core like deeply core part of what is what is it to be on earth like life feeding on other life um, and the, the the pain that goes with that
1: Yeah, I had a recent experience like that. I also feel scared of sharing and Mm -hmm. it wasn't just a YouTube clip that I watched. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was involved and we had um, a mother hen and she had raised eight chickens and four of them turned out to be roosters and um, they had just started to crow and... Um, there was lots of options of what to do with them. And we decided to kill them ourselves. And um, that was really making it a conscious choice and going through it without being numb to the experience was really, like big and there was a lot of fear in my system, a lot of sadness and um, I, there was one moment where like, I had gone into it deciding I wouldn't kill one that I'd just be there. like I held them and handed them to somebody else and there was one moment where the chicken I wasn't 100% sure if it was dead and I stepped in and like finished it so it was definitely dead and it was just like instinct, like there was no it was just like lightning fast, I just did it and I feel I feel some like gratitude that I've got that part that would just do what needs to be done like in the wider in the wider um, context of life and death and that knows what when it's time to just do it. Yeah I think that's the anger. Like that's the connection to the anger. Like, taking away judgment from that. Anyway, that experience yeah. is still really alive in me and I find it hard to put words to it because it was quite
0: yeah, major. Yeah, it sounds like it was huge for you. I can mm-hmm. feel like I, I think that gremlin for me is key for this too, because I can feel my gremlin like right now is just like, yes, like do it, kill the chicken, like enjoy, like, enjoy the, the power almost. Um, and then, like, my being part can appreciate like the. The cycle of life that goes along with something like this of like like killing a chicken because you need to you can feed your family like and you can give gratitude to the life of the chicken and um mm-hmm. it's just the cycle and mm-hmm. so it's like both of these parts can be present with that and like my being part can be like scared of taking a life and like sad because the life is ending and all of that can be in that experience
1: yeah, yeah. And I think probably the beautiful part of it is taking away the judgment of right or wrong and, and mm-hmm. the judgment around my own feelings of being right or wrong and just really fully being present with the experience and what's coming alive in me. And um, yeah, I feel really grateful for, um, yeah, having access to, to that experience.
0: Thank you for sharing.
1: Um I there's there's two parts that I would have really liked to have asked you more about, and we're sort of running out of time. Um and and those are the maybe you could say a short sentence to it, but like it in my system it seems really just um opposite the worldview that you came from in economics and then the energy work that you that seems really alive for you at the moment that you do mm-hmm. and I wonder if they inform each other at all if you're glad to have that background
0: yeah mm-hmm. um I don't know if I can answer this in a sentence but yeah, let me
1: try
0: and I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> do another session too um okay. let me so where I'm at now is I'm helping to create new systems of governance within um, a decentralized autonomous organization, which is a, an organization based on a crypto token. Um, and my background in economics kind of informs how I see that we create our own systems with with the language and structures that we use. I had a big learning in my education in economics that they're a lot of it is just created by us, um, and kind of what I take away from that is that we can't change the systems that are, and that we need to create entirely new systems that are disconnected from from the old systems, and that's what really excites me about, about crypto, um, although there are all sorts of things going on there, and I use my, my energy work and especially the perceptions that I've developed through my work with PM, to inform how I'm helping to create those systems or the system that we're creating in this this organization, which is just still beginning. But I've had Echo give me some really cool opportunities to um, to to create some things within that within uh, that organization. So, wow,
1: thank you, Elaine. It's um, it seems like a whole new conversation. Yeah. yeah and um yeah so bring that to a close and I think it's going to finish now anyway so thank you so much
0: (laughs) thank you Millie this was so fun
1: yeah I'm going to put some links to all the work that you're doing as well your website and stuff so people can find you